The Jazz had a relatively easy win against the Minnesota Timberwolves. They won 128-116. to The Timberwolves, um, they were without Carl Anthony Towns, who is by far their best player. So, uh, And the Timberwolves, they're not an amazing team. They are 15-17 and 17 on the year. So, like, better than Timberwolves teams in the past. Like, um, they're, they're still right in the race for... Um, not even a playoff spot at this point. They they're right in the race for a, I mean a play in spot, but they're right in the race for a playoff spot as well. Uh, well, either way, it'll be a play in game. But the the better seated play ins, I should say, depending on the season that they have. Um, but that being said, like the Jazz should have won this game. Carl uh, Anthony Towns was out. The Jazz are a better team. They won the game. Great, I think. There are some interesting things to point out, not not as much to learn uh, from this game, but some interesting things to point out. So I'll go over those, the things that I noticed. Um, and the the Jazz, the next game that they play will probably be a give me game. They get to play on Christmas Day against the Dallas Mavericks, who the Dallas Mavericks, I think they have uh, five players in safe, health and safety protocols. Four of them are in the rotation uh, some of them are big-time players like Luka and Jalen Brunson. And the Mavs have signed, I think, three players just because just to have enough players on the roster to play games. So um, you're going to be seeing players like Brandon Knight, who really haven't played big minutes in an NBA game in a while, playing some minutes for the Mavs on Christmas. So the Jazz should walk away from there with a the win. Uh, really, most of the playmakers for the Mavs are out at this point. <laughs> um, but let's talk about this game against the Timberwolves. I'm happy we won. I think we won last one again. I, I forget, but I remember last season, and I, I brought this up a lot, that last season the Jazz couldn't beat the Timberwolves. And obviously the Jazz had some injuries arresting people, uh, but the Timberwolves just seemed to have the Jazz Jazz's number last year. And so it's nice to come away with a win here. Uh, one thing that I'll point out um, like it's, this is how good the jazz are where I I keep talking about uh, the jazz, not they're getting up way fewer shots than their opponents night and night out tonight. They shot 11 less times than the Timberwolves, um, which is okay. When the jazz are shooting like they did tonight, they shot 41% from three 53% from the field. Um, how are their free throw numbers? They were okay from the free throw line. They they got 16 free throws, which is great. Uh, well, they made them. They they shot 22 of them. Um, so they got to the line a lot more than the Timberwolves. Um, 10 more times than they made seven of those. Seven more than the Timberwolves. Um, but it's like the Jazz don't need more shots when they're shooting like this. The problem is... They're not going to shoot like this every night. The Timberwolves obviously don't have an incredible defense. Um, and we've seen off nights from the Jazz, even against teams that don't have great defenses. Um, so I'm still a little bit concerned about the Jazz getting double digits less shots. Like if they're getting two or three less shots a game than their opponents, that's fine. But when the Timberwolves shoot 101 times and the Jazz only shoot 90, that's kind of an issue. I'm not too worried about it. Um, Looking at all the numbers, like offensive rebounds seems to be the biggest issue there. Uh, the Jazz had the Jazz got ten; they let the Timberwolves get fifteen. Turnovers: the Jazz had some really sloppy turnovers, but 
um, they they forced a lot of turnovers on the other end. So it, it, it got pretty close to even there. So I'm not going to knock on the Jazz too much, uh, like knock them for, for these issues that I've been seeing for this game specifically because they were shooting lights out. And when they shoot like that, you can afford to have some mistakes like that. Um, so um, I normally spend a lot more time on the team stats, but I think the box score is actually really interesting because I think this is um, maybe the perfect box score for the Jazz. I think every player did exactly what... If I could have a perfect game from the Jazz, this is pretty close to it, of how everything's distributed. Um, there are a couple things that weren't quite perfect, but the Jazz made some adjustments adjustments for it that I really liked. Uh, before I dig into that, I want to... like Rudy go. Uh, I, I thought this was interesting, and it'll it'll be something like i uh, it will be curious to watch how it develops over the season but throughout the game so rudy gobert later in the game he made like a 10 foot jump shot um he, he kind of did a post move and it was kind of a fadeaway jump shot um nothing special shooting form looked really awkward but it went in uh there were a couple times before though that rudy gobert had the ball in mid-range territory where he would have to take a jump shot and I could tell there's just something going on in his brain that he wanted to take a jump shot. And and I saw that a couple of times. He didn't take it. Later in the game, he took one and made one. Uh, so, and obviously we have like videos of Rudy Gobert warming up and hitting threes and stuff. So his his shot motion is still a little bit funky. Uh, it's, it's obviously not going to be a staple of the Jazz's offense. Rudy Gobert is not going to get a ton of points from jump shots. But I would be curious to see Rudy Gobert starting to put up um, like one, one and a half shots a game from that 10 to 15 foot range uh, because people don't, people leave him out there and, and like you saw in, in the early 2000s with Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, these were power forwards, not centers, but they had a great mid range game and, and they would, they could get use that to get to the rim. Rudy Gobert has been developing some post moves. Um, he can he can move around with the ball a little bit better than he could in past seasons. So if he can kind of develop that, where it's not going to be a super efficient shot, probably, but something where people at least have to respect him a little bit out there, that'd be kind of curious to see him develop that into his offensive game. Um, I think is going to, if if it happens, I think it will be a very slow process. And we're only going to really see it in games that the Jazz are confident they're going to win already. But that's something to watch as it, as it develops. Rudy Gobert has been one of those players where he came into the league as a raw talent. And every year it feels like he develops some new skill. And so even though he's he's an all-star, multiple-time defensive player of the year, every year we see him develop something new. And so maybe that's one of the next developments that we'll see him bring into gameplay. So with that being said, I said that this was my almost my perfect box score and and so with like with that we have donovan mitchell who was very efficient from the field three pointer three point percentage wasn't quite where we wanted it um like mid 30s but 50 percent from the field 28 points he had seven assists and five rebounds so he was moving around the ball great he was he was getting the rebounds when when he was in position for them and he scored 28 points which is uh, that's a great stat line for your star player um 
Like, if, if Donovan, like, the, a lot of people talk about that 25, 5, and 5 stat where, where, like, LeBron James has done that way more than anyone else. This is, like, if Donovan Mitchell can kind of average this for seasons, um, that would be huge. So, I love that from Donovan Mitchell. I think that's exactly what we need from him night in, night out. Um, this is this is a pretty good game for him, so maybe I'll, I don't expect this every night, but I love that. Then let's go to the co-star, Rudy Gobert. He put up 20 points and pulled in 17 rebounds. He had four blocks on top of that. So he's impacting the... He's doing his thing on defense. He's getting a bunch of blocks. He's scoring. He's He took a jumper. He's He's starting to play around with some post moves he's getting to that dunker spot and taking those lobs so he he's he's starting to be a pretty central part of the jazz offense when for a lot of his career people just saw him as an offensive liability and he's bringing down his 17 rebounds which is ridiculous like it's been a long time since we've seen centers get this many rebounds again in a game i feel like for a while rebounding numbers were kind of down this season we're seeing several centers having some great year so far on the rebounding end Rudy Gobert is one of those centers um other starters Mike Conley comes in like even if Mike Conley doesn't have a great stat line his presence on the court is huge but he comes in puts up 17 uh he he had some creative buckets tonight he had six assists four rebounds he was he turned the ball over twice uh that's not awful but obviously it's, it's two turnovers no one wants that but it's there um so he had his game. Bogdanovich came in four for five from three, 18 points. Royce O'Neal came in and played his defense. He doesn't really show up on the box score, but he and he didn't take a ton of shots either. He wasn't shooting great, but you don't really want Royce O'Neal to take more than five, six shots a game. And he, he had six tonight and made two of them with five points. Now let's look at the bench. Um, I talked about how I, I love what Rudy Gay brings. Uh, but there's something that's a little bit off with his game. I would rather him, like, be a three-point threat, but don't don't just shoot threes every like every chance he gets. Um, he shot one three, he made it. Um, he shot four shots total, made three. So he he wasn't shooting a bunch, but he was shooting good shots and hitting them. So, but he ended the game with seven point six rebounds. Not a huge impact on the box score, but. I think Rudy Gay, Rudy Gay being out there and the size that he brings, it adds a lot to the Jazz that won't show up on the box score. Whiteside kind of did his thing, not as many rebounds, 12 points though. The Jazz were really taking advantage of Carl Anthony Towns being out, getting players in the dunking spot. And then I'll talk about Ingles and Clarkson. I think Clarkson's the most interesting one, so I'll, I'll save him for last. But Ingles, we've been talking about how we haven't talked about it a ton, Um Several of you have brought it brought it up as well that you want Joe Ingles to shoot more. He came out and he shot more and he had a great night tonight. He was six for thirteen, three for eight from three, had sixteen points, five assists, three steals, four rebounds. That is if if he can get close anywhere close to that in the same range of that on a night in, night out basis, that's huge. So I like I like Joe Ingles getting up to that ten shot mark. A little, uh, uh, he can shoot more, but I'd like to see him right in that ten, ten shots a game. As uh, I'd like to see him average a little bit more, but every game he should be minimum nine, eight, nine shots, preferably in the ten range. But he had a great night, sixteen points. Um, the shots were falling, uh, and he wasn't a, like 
he wasn't afraid to take them. It's not like he hit every shot. He shot under 50%, but he was he was willing to take those shots. Now, I'm saving Clarkson for last. He, he was probably the most underwhelming performance from what we're used to seeing. We're used to seeing Jordan Clarkson come out there, shoot 15 shots, score his 18, 20 points, um, not great efficiency, and and that's Clarkson. And, and we love it. Uh, we Sometimes we wish efficiency was a little bit better, but he comes in and he can spark the offense, and that's what he does. I talked about uh, a week or two ago how I'm starting to see Clarkson be less... Like he's definitely still a shoot first player, but he's starting to get in, get into kind of a rhythm and understand when it's not his shot to take or when he's not feeling it and he needs to get it to a teammate who's more likely to take a shot. And he is looking for passes because he understands that the defense just kind of collapses on him and he's so good that he can still score with score on double teams in the paint. And I don't know, some of his shots are just, are just circus shots. And they go in, which is incredibly entertaining. And he's an amazing offensive scorer. Um, I really, he, I feel like his court vision and his passing ability have improved considerably um, compared to last seasons. And so the reason why I, I loved his game tonight, even though a lot of people might look at it and say he underperformed. So he, he shot nine shots and only made two of them. So he's two for nine, one for six from three. He had five points. But with that, he also had three rebounds, seven assists, and a block. And this was in 24 minutes. So he he scored way less than we expect him to, but he realized he, he was taking the shots when he had them, but he realized it wasn't his game to score. Joe Ingles needed to score a little bit more this game. His shots were falling better. Um, he was look and he was looking for passes, trying to get to his teammates, who were shooting around fifty percent, over fifty percent, and that's where he got his seven assists from. So I think that's a really good sign for the Jazz, seeing players like that where they can bring that spark on offense, but they're recognizing when their teammates are shooting better than they are, or when their teammates are in a better position to score, and we're getting those assists. Um, the Jazz have kind of had an up and down year when it comes to assists. I'm starting to see better court vision just overall. I've noticed this a lot from Donovan Mitchell. I'm starting to notice it more from Jordan Clarkson. And I think that's a really good sign for the Jazz. Obviously, I'm not saying this is going to fix all of our problems. This is one game against the Timberwolves. I have seen flashes of this throughout the season. I'm hoping we can see stuff like this more consistently, um, which I think we have. At the beginning of the season, we saw it one game, and then it, five games later, we saw it again, and then six games later, we saw it again. Um, we haven't had a, we've had thirty something games, so maybe fewer games, but now I'm starting to see it every every couple of games. So I think that's a good sign. The Jazz still have some issues that they need to figure out how to get more shots up, or at least more shots up than their opponent, um, because some nights they're not going to shoot fifty. 3% or whatever it was tonight from the field every night. Some nights they're going to have 45% nights and they need to have enough shots to win those games. So that's kind of my take on this game. Um, I thought it was a really fun game. Uh, if you're a Jazz fan, it was a really fun game. For for the Timberwolves, like, I don't know. 
I don't have a I don't have a bunch of takes on the Timberwolves, especially since Carl Anthony Towns is out and he's kind of the centerpiece of their entire team. Um, but Layman, I thought he had a pretty good game with 13 points. Obviously, Mike Michael Beasley, um, he's a veteran in the league. People kind of are thinking of the right guy. Um, but yeah, he's he's been around. We know what he can do. He dropped 33 tonight. Uh, D'Angelo Russell had 14 assists. So they have some talent, or Malik Beasley, Beasley excuse me. Um, and I pulled him up. Uh, I'm not seeing his age. Oh, he's 25. So I'm thinking of someone else. Uh, but he dropped 33. Good for him. Um, just to close out this video, like, so a yeah, great win for the Jazz. To close it out, though, I'm curious if the Jazz had any sort of, um, what's the word? If they came into this game a little bit more heated because of some of the comments made by Timberwolves players about Rudy Gobert. Um, and I don't think, I don't think either of those players played tonight. I'm double checking. Yeah, so they didn't get to play against them, but I'm, I'm wondering if the Jazz came in and like, a little bit more fired up with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, wanting to beat the Timberwolves and show how good Rudy Gobert is. Um, the Jazz shot great tonight. Rudy Gobert had an amazing night. So maybe then again, Timberwolves weren't anywhere near healthy. Um, so I don't know if that actually proves the point, but just I'm curious if, if they even cared enough to remember that. But yeah, I think that'll wrap it up. That's kind of my take on this. Let me know what you think. If you if you had any different takes or disagree or agree with anything I said, go ahead and let me know in the comments. Uh, if you're a jazz fan, please like the video. Please follow us on whatever platform you're watching this on. It, it means a ton to us when you do that. Um, it's, it's probably the best way to support the channel right now. So uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, and I'm, I'm really expecting a jazz blowout on Christmas Day. So, so make sure to tune in for, for that post game. Uh, thanks and have a good night or morning or whenever you watch this go jazz.